Hello and welcome. This is Nick's Nerd News, live from sunny San Diego, California. And now we go to your host, Nick. Well, it's that time of the week again, my friends. And, uh, you know, there's something I didn't celebrate last week, and, and that was our 10th episode. We hit 10 episodes last week, and... You know, that that's a big, big thing for me because it took me a long time to get this, this whole show started and and I, I finally did it. And and look at this. Ten ten weeks in. Ten whole weeks. And and that's a good start. And uh it's it's a sign of good things to come and a and a hopefully a prosperous future. But damn oh damn, we're we're just a few days out from Comic Con. And we had a lot of fucking big news drop this week in regards to movies, TV shows. Um, again, summer's slow for video games. I, I, I guess I'll talk about uh, the 19th, which is in a few days. Xbox starts their big summer game sale up to 65% off. If you're a gold member, you get another 10% off. So, hey, that's a thing. But, uh, oh, actually, speaking of video games, uh, finally got in the mail. My God of War Special Edition Loot Crate. Had some some really cool stuff and a, a couple of letdowns, actually. Um, the coolest thing I think that I got in here was uh, this awesome God of War hoodie. And on the back, it's got the Leviathan Axe, which is the main axe that you use throughout the game. Uh, it's kind of got this white and blue... Uh, it's not exactly like, a, like an actual... It's almost like a silhouette, almost. Uh, just got the outlines and things. Doesn't have a whole lot of detail, but it's it's actually a really comfy hoodie. Um, granted, I haven't really been wearing it much because it's been still just ridiculously hot in in California here. I'm sure it is all over the country though. It's it's just grant. It's the summer though, but but still, sometimes summer nights can be cool. Uh, it's got an enamel pin set with some different things, like it's got a shield and uh, the 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 kind of thing that you use to collect. Like the magic and stuff in the show, or in the game, I should say. The first letdown was it's a Leviathan Axe paperweight. And Loot Crate usually has really cool stuff. Other video games have cool stuff, but but they kind of drop the ball on this. Now, what it is, it's the Leviathan Axe, but it's like stuck in a rock. And it's like a paperweight that way, but it's it's kind of really lame. And... They they could have gone bold and had like an actual like full on mini Leviathan axe that had some heft to it, but but no, and it's unfortunate. It's, I don't know what to make of it really. It's cool because it's the Leviathan axe. It's probably one thing. If they made like a life size replica or something, I would like one hundred percent try and find the money to buy that because that would be the coolest thing ever to have. It's probably one of the coolest video game weapons ever. Up there with the Keyblade and the Energy Sword from Halo and, and things like that. Um, really cool mug came in it as well. It's a um, it's painted to look like the Grecian vase, uh, vase, vase, however you say that, uh, that you pick up in the game in in uh, in Tyr's Temple um, with with Kratos on it. Uh, but it's it's cool. It's a nice mug. It's got some weight to it. Uh, it seems good quality. Uh, set of of God of War playing card. That's always fun. 
a bag of dice, um, which I'm guessing you can use for different games. I, I don't know. A poster of the World Serpent, which is awesome. Some A challenge coin keychain. I, I guess it has to do with something with the game, but it's it's a decent keychain. But like I said, the, the coolest things are definitely the the hoodie and the mug. That's that's definitely something that I was stoked to get in that. A bit of a letdown. Some of their legendary uh, their one-off crates are usually good. Um, speaking of that, I, I didn't really talk about this a while ago, but I also got the Destiny 2 limited edition crate. That was whatever. Also had a hoodie that's pretty comfy. Uh, the coolest thing in that, though, was the Cade 6 pin. Uh, it's just a pin of Cade 6, the, the hands-down coolest character in all of Destiny. Uh, came with a journal, a statue, a Osiris figure. He's a character in Destiny 2, a coffee tumbler, and, and some other things. But, again, Destiny 2, a uh, huge letdown after what they did with the first one. They hit this awesome plateau, and then... I, not plateau, but they hit this awesome level with, with one... And then they came out like way below that in two, and it was, and everyone's like, "What the hell happened?" And Destiny Two's just kind of fallen off because they, I don't know what they're doing with it, and no one knows what they're doing with it. And it's it's shame, it's a shame because Bungie, Bungie has a history of making great games, but that's kind of it for video games, I guess. I, I guess we'll find out some more news at Comic Con, and we have Gamescom next month in Germany, so that that's going to be big. Um. But let's kind of get into kind of get into movies here. So, some news broke about a Mortal Kombat reboot that they're making. Um, there was a list of 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 people they were looking to cast, and a lot of people were thrown off because it was missing like Scorpion and Sub Zero, and and some other major characters. Apparently, Raiden's going to be a kid in this. Uh, they were quick to come out and say like, no, this isn't the full list. Don't. Don't get worried, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, a Mortal Kombat movie. I know they had that show that was a web series that was kind of popular. I always liked the original movie as a kid. I know it's super cheesy. The second one's really lame. But but everyone, everyone remembers that that movie and the song, at least. The Mortal Kombat. You know, like, everyone remembers that. That's cool. And and hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll find a way to either remix the song or have a new version of, of it because that's just a, such a memorable thing. And ev- everyone everyone banks on nostalgia nowadays. And especially if you're gonna remake, if you're gonna remake Mortal Kombat, you, you gotta have that. And maybe it will fit with the new games, things like that. So so we'll see we'll see how that goes. Also with the lead up to Comic Con, of course. Entertainment Weekly, as always, has a lot of images and scoops on on new things, and uh, got getting a lot of looks at Shazam and Aquaman, and I am getting very very excited for Aquaman a whole lot more. Granted, I was already like hyped on this movie because Jason Momoa, but we're getting pictures of the different kingdoms, and the poster was released with uh, him kind of standing on a rock underwater. Surrounded by a whole bunch of awesome-looking sea creatures, uh, there was a cover of Entertainment Weekly that you could see um, the chief villains of the movie. You know, Orm, the Ocean Master, his brother, half brother, uh, Black Manta, and seen some other images of of what's going on. and And this movie just looks fun, looks really fun. 
and I, I saw an article, they were interviewing the producer who said, apparently they filmed most of the underwater scenes on land, which is actually kind of cool, saying that technology is, has advanced to a place where they could do that, and like five, a year, five years ago, it just wouldn't have been, it, you couldn't have made this movie, it wouldn't have made sense, even with all the money in the world, so that that's awesome that we've finally gotten to a place that we can... Uh, we can f- make it f- look like it's underwater, and maybe we'll get a lot of different movies coming out like that soon. That, that'll that be interesting. Uh, a lot of good looks at Shazam as well, with Zachary Levi in costume, and he looks like he's just having a bundle of fun. And and that's how Shazam is supposed to be. You know, he's a kid in an adult's body who becomes a superhero. So that that's the whole jive of this. And one of the pictures was like him as Shazam and his little friend drinking like cola outside of a uh outside of a, a convenience store and that I'm just like oh man that's that's just that that encapsulates how how good how good of a decision they're going with this and 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 the thing that's funny is both Aquaman and and Shazam are being directed by former horror directors they they've done a lot of horror work which is it's like a a, a 180 for these directors. So I mean it, it, they get to show that they can do something different. So that that's that's a good thing. And we'll find out more. We'll get I know we're getting a trailer for Aquaman at Comic-Con, maybe get one for Shazam because I know they've finished filming that as well. So it it's going to be a big weekend. Big weekend for sure. Still trying to figure out if there's going to be a way to see the Hall H presentations without going because we all know Comic-Con tickets are impossible to get. And then we had a major, major, major bombshell drop in terms of of uh, DC movies. We're getting Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker in a movie directed by Todd Phillips, who directed The Hangover, produced by Martin Scorsese. Now, this is not a reboot, per se. It's not a recasting of Jared Leto's Joker. This is... A separate Joker movie that's independent of the DCEU. So it looks like they are going full steam ahead with their their plan on, on doing movies outside of the DCEU to allow filmmakers to tell stories they want to tell with the characters. And, and I like that. It, it, it can go either way, though. Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. I, I think he'll, he'll do the Joker role justice. I, I think he'll do better job than Jared Leto was. You know, I had high, I had high hopes for Jared Leto and unfortunately he let all of us down. I I'm I don't really I don't care for Heath Ledger's Joker. I think he was a one-sided Joker. Uh, I ultimately prefer Jack Nicholson's Joker if we're talking about on on the big screen interpretations of the Joker. I think Jack Nicholson's is is the best in terms of having a full well-rounded Joker. Mark Hamill's probably the the best if we're counting everything though, uh, with his portrayal in the Arkham games and the Batman cartoon things like that. But this will be interesting. Uh, it's going to be an origin type movie. Um, hopefully they call it Elseworlds like they do with the comics that where they tell like the one off stories. But I, I don't know what they're going with here. Todd Phillips clearly is a comedy director. And Joaquin Phoenix is a more serious actor. I mean, he's done other other roles. Scorsese, a serious, more serious producer, director. So th- this will be interesting. I, I wonder what um, what the goal is here. But I, I, like I said, this 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 could be something different for for Todd Phillips. We have 
horror directors doing Aquaman and Shazam, and we have a comedy director doing a Joker movie. So this will be... I, I, I have high hopes. I, I actually, let, let's, let's dial that back. I don't want to have high hopes because that will just... If it's bad, it will just crush me later. So I, I'll have... Um, I'll have middle-of-the-road expectations. Granted, this movie is going to be lower budget. Probably won't be out for at least a year or two, depending on when they start filming and, and how much post-production is required. But but we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then finally, we got some news on the Birds of Prey movie that we were kind of talking about last week that was going to kind of be low budget and uh, hopefully rated R from Margot Robbie. That's what she was talking about. But it uh, looks like it's going to be Cassandra Kane, who was uh, Batgirl for a while in the comics, Black Canary, Huntress, who I said was necessary, and Black Canary, also two important Birds of Prey members, and uh, Renee Montoya, the Gotham PD detective who is now the question in the comics. It's going to be written by uh, Christina Hodson and directed by Kathy Yan. Um, so that that's good. It's a... Female directors, female writers, I, I do like that. Um, I, I know they just announced a female director for the Black Widow movie whenever that actually ends up coming out. But what it now all comes down to is matching the awesome casting as Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Because you're going to need someone who can sing and uh, kick ass for the Black Canary role. You're going to need someone who can be suave and kick ass and look awesome using a um, crossbow for the Huntress. And then, I don't I don't know why, but I feel like Michelle Rodriguez is perfect as Renee Montoya. Just because she always has awesome, badass action roles for women. And uh, I know that's kind of typecasting and a little racist, but you need to have more... You can't whitewash these characters because they're not white in the comics. And I, I think it's just, she'd be perfect for that role. Uh, also, going back to the Huntress, are they going to go with the Selena Wayne or the Helena Bertinelli version? So that comes down to casting a uh, someone who looks Italian, at least, maybe. I, I don't know. You can, go, you can go any way with it, though, though, really. You don't even have to do those. You can create some new version, and that'd be fine as well. Granted, you're going to have the vocal minority who's like, well, well, it's not the comics person. Fuck them. I don't give a shit. Fuck them. This movie's not being made for them. It's being made for everyone. We have to come and learn to accept that. I will disagree at times because I can. And I'm entitled to my own opinion. And I might complain later. But I could be swayed if it turns out to be an awesome movie. But that's um, that's kind of it for the, the DC movies. We had a new trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody release this week. That movie is just going to be... From what this trailer is showing, this movie looks fucking amazing. I love Queen. Queen's one of my most favorite bands of all time. And this that trailer got me hyped. Because we I don't know a whole lot about Freddie Mercury. The world doesn't. The world loves Queen and, and they, don't, they like to dig and talk and, and say things that might not be true. So it's... It's always good to get something like this, especially when members of the band are involved and especially when they make sure that the story is being told right. And Brian May, the guitarist, is is, is in heavily involved. And he's the reason Sasha Baron Cohen was actually 
ultimately dropped from the movie because he didn't feel like he looked like he felt like he didn't look like Freddy enough. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And uh, we got more pictures from Glass, the set of Glass, and Samuel Jackson looks amazing coming back for his character. Uh, we're gonna get a trailer on Friday, from what I can see. So that's more Comic Con stuff. But man, oh man, if you have not seen Unbreakable or Split, you need you need to go watch those movies. Those are two of the best M Night Shyamalan movies that he's ever made. I'm uh, like I said last week, and I've said before, I I'm really hoping Glass is is gonna be as awesome as it looks right now, and and we'll know more on Friday when that when that trailer comes out. And I, I, I know I've said before I'm not a big zombie guy. Don't like The Walking Dead. Don't play Call of Duty Zombies, really. Um, the only zombie thing I've ever really liked is, when it comes to games, is Dead Rising. Uh, and when it comes to movies, the, the remake Day of the Dead, the one that takes place in a mall, is awesome. And then uh, we're getting... And Zombieland, which is a great movie. Super underrated. Is it underrated, though? Not really sure. Anyway, we're getting a second one with the original cast, uh, minus Bill Murray, unfortunately. Um, spoilers, they killed him in that movie. Uh, sorry, that movie's been out a long time. Fuck yourselves if you haven't seen it. But, yeah, no, Zombieland 2. I know they've been talking about it for a long time, but that's great. Woody Harrelson's back, Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg. That should be cool. Maybe they'll add some new states to the list because, you know, every, everyone has goes by the, the name of the state or the sit, city name of the city they're from i don't remember i haven't seen it in a while but i'll be interesting where they go from here been what 10 years i think since the last one so they'll be interesting how they how they explain the time gap what's kind of happened in the world since then will woody harrelson's character still be on the lookout for twinkies will he still have that obsession we'll know soon we will know soon and in this week's most unexpected news we are getting a new RoboCop movie, which seems to be ignoring the reboot that came out a couple years ago. Uh, this one is being directed by Neil Blomkamp, who's probably the perfect director for this. He directed D District 9, Chappie, Elysium, um, directed that awesome Halo 3 ad. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, you probably remember it's the one where the, the Marines are fighting the Brutes, whatever. Uh, he was supposed to direct the Halo movie, fun fact. But... No, he's he's directing a new RoboCop movie called Robo RoboCop Returns, and it's supposed to be a sequel to RoboCop Two, I think, or the first one. I I'm not really sure. Um, there, I don't. There's not a whole lot of information, but RoboCop Returns. It's going to be a sequel to the original, and hopefully they get Peter uh, Peter Peter Weller back to play Murphy or RoboCop. Because if, if it's a sequel to those, you, you kind of have to have the original RoboCop, right? Am, am I right in this? It They can probably do one of those digital de-aging or whatever if they need to. But, hey, he's still an actor. He was in Star Trek Into Darkness. So, you know, he's got that familiar voice. He's like, dead or alive, you're coming with me. You know, that, that famous RoboCop line. RoboCop is probably... I've been talking about a lot of my favorites lately. RoboCop, in my opinion is the best 80s action movie. It's got satire. It's got comments on... It's a comment on on society and its obsession with 
materialism in the future and and kind of where things were going in the 80s. It's got understated action, but over-the-top action at the same time. It's got a decent story, and it's got a, a hero you can root for, right? And that's why I love RoboCop. I'm happy it's coming back. The reboot was okay. I was not happy with it in any way, shape, or form. But this is a good sign to me. And I, I think having Neil Blomkamp direct is, is the perfect choice because he already knows how to show dystopian futures. And will this be set in a current... When I say current timeline, I mean will it exist 30 years past the original? Will it be around the same time? He knows how to create these dystopian futures. And the Detroit of RoboCop is a dystopian Detroit. Um, it's not as shitty as real Detroit, but it, it it's a reference to 80s Detroit, which was still not as bad it is, is it, as it is now. Maybe we'll have a Delta City built, like OCP's plan in the original. So we'll, we'll, we'll see, because... RoboCop 3 is, was a huge letdown. The original second sequel, even RoboCop 2, was just a far cry from the original. They got super cheesy. They weren't as heavy on the action. I I don't know. It just those were disappointing. So if those wipes those if this wipes those away, I'm perfectly fine. If it doesn't, I'm perfectly fine. Just make sure it's rated R, because RoboCop 3 wasn't. And man, oh man, was it bad. And you even have the same actor playing RoboCop. It just was bad all around. And to kind of use this as a transition, I'm kind of upset with this, but Nickelodeon is back and reviving another one of your favorites from the past. And it's a Rugrats reboot. Yes, a Rugrats reboot. TV show and movie. Luckily, uh, Klasky Shupo... The original creators uh, are producing, executive producing the new show, which will air soon. Um, looks like it's already underway. I don't know when the show's going to come back, but they're also doing a live action film with CGI characters. And I, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this. And if they do. If they do it like how they did the new Hey Arnold movie that kind of continued the story and how they're going to do the new Rocco's Modern Life movie and the the Grandies are all for TV. They Hopefully, with having the original creators on board, this will work. There's something about the Rugbat, Rugrats that can work in the in modern times. What I'm upset about, though, is that they're, they're doing this. And... I know everyone's whole thing now is to reboot the 90s, and they've been doing it forever. Studios have been doing it forever. But I'm torn on it because I grew up with the Rugrats. The Rugrats was a show I watched as a child. I identified with Tommy and Chucky and Angelica and Phil and Lil. And hopefully they'll get the same voice actors if they can. If not, hopefully someone will do this justice. And I, I think... I think Rugrats is probably the only show you can reboot to fit the modern era. Ba babies look at, at adults and adult situations and, and technology in a way that that is, is perfect for, for this. And I think it's, I, I guess it's time. 
I guess this is the right time to do it, if any. It It's just... I, I don't know. I really don't know. And I'll watch it just to see what's going on with it. And I'll watch the movie because I'm a slave to nostalgia, as are the rest of us. But, again, it it's... It, it it's I have mixed emotions on this. My first reaction when I saw this was like, no. My reaction 24 hours later is, uh, who knows what it will be tomorrow. It definitely won't be excitement. Uh, it, it's end up probably going to end up just being a full-on uh, whatever. So I, I guess that that's what we'll see. The movie's supposed to come out in 2020. Be interesting that it's it's CGI with live action with C- CGI, uh, especially since there was already three Rugrats movies that made a shit ton of money as cartoons. So, I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, that that's all. <laughs> that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was interviewed recently, said he would love to go back as Doc Brown for Back to the Future 4 if they made it right, which is a complete 180 of what he used to say, which he used to say he hated the hair. Um, I don't know, as you get older, you reminisce and think back about it. It'd be hard to do with... You can't really... Unfortunately, Michael J. Fox has has uh, Parkinson's. And yes, he can still act. Yes, he can still do things, but in limited capacity. So maybe they could take the story with, with Doc Brown and, and Clara and their kids and their time-traveling train. I mean, that's really the only place you can go with the story. And it'd be weird now that we've hit 2015 and nothing's really like Back to the Future 2. Whatever. Uh, the other cool thing, though, in this inter- same interview that he did, uh, he said that he would love to play a character on Rick and Morty, preferably Rick's dad, which uh, is super meta because <laughs> Rick and Morty originally started out as a like Back to the Future show that Justin Roiland had kind of drawn up. And uh, it was kind of the adventures of Doc Brown and and Marty, which uh, uh, interesting to say the least. Especially since Christopher Lloyd's a fan, which is great. And uh, if he played Rick's dad, that would be be totally fucking awesome. That'd be an awesome, awesome, awesome thing to do. And I hope, I hope they take advantage of that. Now that he said that, and they're they're writing the next season, so there's plenty of time for that to happen. And. Hey, here's the thing. Um, remember a couple weeks ago I talked about how the CW was planning to bring Batwoman into the crossover of Arrowverse shows? Well, there's been a development. Breaking news. Uh, it seems that they're going to turn it into a full-on Batwoman TV show. It will be Cat Kane, and she will be um, lesbian in the show, uh, just like in the comics. And this will be the first time the CW has had a full-on LGBTQ character as the lead role in a series. Um, You know, they've had other lead roles, uh, or at least uh, main character, I should say, because they've had other lead roles that are LGBTQ characters, but this will be the first time that they're having a full-on LGBTQ as the main lead role, like the main cast person. And it looks like they already ordered it for 2019. And the plan is to, once they cast Batwoman for the crossover, they'll use that to lead into 
uh, into the show. So that means we're getting full-on Arrowverse version of Gotham. Now, here's the question, though. Will it still be, will it be an alternate Earth, like with Supergirl? Will she be from Earth 2? Or will she be from Earth 1 with the Flash and Green Arrow? And what does this mean for Batman? Because you can't have Batwoman without Batman. I mean, you can. But, I mean, we we got Superman on Supergirl. Why can't we get Batman on Batwoman? Right? Am I right? DC, I think, has realized they're no having a character on TV if they're having a movie is starting to turn against them, especially with there being two different Barry Allens now with the Justice League movie, the eventual Flash movie, and the Flash TV show. So, um, and hey, there's already two Supermans. We have Henry Cavill Superman and then Tyler Hoechlin Superman on Supergirl. So people aren't dumb. They they know. I've said this before. I went on a rant about how fucking stupid DC is for for denying the characters. Look at what happened with the Suicide Squad and Arrow. Like, come on, just people are people know. People that watch the movies don't necessarily watch the show, and they're not going to get confused. And people that watch the show are not going to be confused because they know better. Because most of the time they're comic book fans and they understand. I mean, come on. If you can have different versions of Batman, Bruce Wayne's running around in the comics with the different Elseworlds stories and things like that, I, I think you can have it in the movies. It's, it's okay. I think people know who Batman is at this point and can understand different interpretations. We've already had three different Batman movie series with five different, no, no, yeah, five different Batman, five different Batman, I, I think people can understand, people are smarter than, they're not, actually, don't, I'm not going to finish that, but, no, it, it, it'll be, I, I can't wait to see where this goes, obviously, it's coming from Greg Berlanti, the, the man who has shepherded a new iteration of DC TV, and it uh, looks like it's also being led by um, Caroline Dries, Dr- Dr- who was an executive producer for The Vampire Diaries. So she's going to write. So that that's good. Uh, but yeah, it will be Kate Kane, and she will be openly lesbian. So that that's that's good. I do like that. I, I I'm happy that they're they're not afraid uh, to show that off and and be forward and and give voice to those types of of people. I for one will be there to watch that premiere because we need another version of Goth- Gotham that might be a little truer after the the weirdness that is Gotham the TV series and we have a lot of time left on on this week's episode and a lot of people a lot of people have been asking me I got uh I recently was at at the barber shop and uh the 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 girl doing my hair asked me we we're talking about movies and she's like what's your favorite movie of all time and I, I honestly couldn't answer that. I, I don't know if I have one movie one movie that I like above all else. I, I definitely have like a top five, top ten for sure. But but I don't think I don't think I have one overall. I, I have favorites in, in different genres. That that's for damn sure. But I, I don't have one movie overall which which I, I don't know if that's an odd thing uh, I, I would love to hear would love to hear your your 
your opinions on this, please, please reach out to me on, on, on the different social medias. But, but I, I really don't have one movie that I, I hold above all else. Comedies, um, you know, I, and, I, and now that I think about it, I probably have a top five for each different genre. But, but if, if I could name off movies that I love above all else and probably quote more than anything, Anchorman, for sure, Tommy Boy, Empire Strikes Back, Goodfellas, Godfather Part 2, uh, Biodome, which is a really shitty movie, but probably one movie I'll, I'll watch till my dying breath all the time. Not favorite, though. Let's, let's clear that out of the way. And The Two Towers. Some Tim Burton's Batman 89. Casablanca. Yes, Casablanca. To Catch a Thief, which is an uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie. Rear Window, North by Northwest, uh, the, look at that, three Hitchcock's movies right there, and probably, you know, I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole if I keep talking about this, but there's just way too many good movies that I enjoy, that other people enjoy, for me to really pick one, right? And, you know... You don't know because you're not inside my head, but I I just the movies are 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 a huge part of my life, and and I've always loved movies, and it's it's like, it's almost like you got to go with your favorite directors, or your favorite genres. You can never go with just my favorite movie of all time, because that that's hard. You can't then you paint yourself you paint yourself into a corner. You really do. And and it's 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 hard to do that because there's so many great movies coming out all the time, and and it's I, I don't like to paint myself into a corner, and and that's that's such a it's it's a it's not a loaded question it's just it's a difficult question and it really makes me think it makes other people think, and and it it same applies to video games it's like what's your favorite video game of all time and and I can't I honestly cannot answer that there's definitely game series that I have I 100% have a top five of all time but that's always changing there's always new games that come out and knock another off the list hell my top five Marvel movies just changed like three times in the last couple weeks I, I I'm, I'm not a fickle person I wouldn't say that but there's movies I will sit down and watch whenever they're on there's movies I will definitely go out and buy but I can't say I like one over the other. I really cannot do that. I really cannot, Sam I am. I sound like Dr. fucking Seuss here. But it it's just I, I wanna know like I said, I I wanna know I'll I'll put this question out on, on my my interweb social medias. Do you have one favorite movie of all time or do you have a group of favorite movies? You know? It's an interesting question. And then Kind of want to talk. I've I've gone down the YouTube rabbit hole lately, and I've just been watching Cinema Sins a lot, like a lot of Cinema Sins. And, and I know he does some of these things ironically, but some of the times I'm just like, do you just say things before you even keep watching the scene or the rest of the movie? Like like some of the things that come out of his mouth, I just want to like reach through the screen, 
and be like, oh, you're so fucking stupid, dude. Like, I know you're playing this up for laughs. I know you're not serious all the time, but like, seriously, dude, come on. Like, there's, I have audible groans, like cringe moments, but yet I can't stop watching. They're hilarious. They're so hilarious because I poke holes in his bullshit arguments, but it's great. No, it's great. I definitely urge you to check it out if you've never seen it. It's called, uh, the channel's called Cinema Sins, and he'll do different movies. It's like, um, everything wrong with blank in X amount of time. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. They're hilarious. And then someone created something called Cinema Wins and everything great with the movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know if they work together or in tandem, but, but it, it's great. And uh, he's got like a, a sin counter up at the top, so he counts every sin, and then he'll give like a judgment at the end. No, it's it's funny. It's funny. It's over the top. It's ridiculous, but it's funny. I, I definitely check it out if you haven't seen it before. Um, another one of my favorite YouTube. Sh- oh, we're we're. This is uh, Nick's review of YouTube now. Um, another YouTube thing I watch weekly is Honest Trailers from uh, Smosh Gaming. They do the Honest Trailers for video games, and then. On Screen Junkies, they do honest trailers for movies. And they got the movie trailer voice guy. And uh, it's it's similar to how CinemaSins works, but they kind of poke holes in the movie. It's way after the movies come out. And and they kind of just say, like, what what the movie's about and, and how that applies. And, and so at, at this point, you know, they have footage of the film. They know how everyone's reviews of it were and, and this... Um, populace general populace's response to the movies and and they're hilarious and they end up saying like starring and they give like funny names to the characters and actors and um the video game ones are great too and it it it, they luckily have the same voice guy doing it and it's really funny though those i would definitely recommend watching as well but yeah that that consists of my youtubing i don't I'm not on I'm not a regular on YouTube as some people might be. I also watch Hot Ones, which is really cool where I've talked about it before where uh the host interviews a celebrity um with increasingly hotter chicken wings. Um I have tried some of these hot sauces, ladies and gentlemen, and they are no laughing matter. They're hot as fuck. Like I had a a, a like I put my pinky in the sauce just for like a tiny little dab of it. And holy shit, I was like dying from how hot this shit was. And it wasn't even the hottest one they do. And I'm like, oh fuck, how does someone eat a whole hot wing? How? How? It's insane. Insane. I'm I'm just grasping at straws here, trying to trying to fill time for the last couple minutes, but I, I'm happy all of you have, have kept listening for this will be 11 episodes now. And it I, I'm, I'm happy I started this. You know, I'm kind of reflecting since I didn't do this last week with the 10th episode. But I'm, I'm happy I started doing this. It's a way for me to, to voice opinions that I have. I'm glad that, that people are listening. And I, I really want you to tell me your opinions of it I, I i love constructive criticism you know i'm i'm not one to shy away from from hearing feedback love that because it helps you grow helps me grow things like that if you like the show please share it with 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 anyone 
and everyone. I I, I don't I don't want to be that guy that that fishes for compliments and likes and things like that. But in in today's society, you kind of got to like to help yourself stand out ab- above the crowd. And yes, I might be just like every regular Joe on the internet with ridiculous opinions. I'm just putting a voice to it. But but it it's I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun listening. And that's why I just I this was a long time coming for me. And I'm I'm happy I finally started it. Like I've said numerous times today. But please, please share it. Please keep listening. And and I, I'm I'm happy that you are cuz I don't care about my numbers, subscriber numbers. I don't care about my likes at the end of the day. I just want to know that people are listening and enjoying it. And that that's enough motivation for me. I don't need a million subscribers. I don't need 10 million likes. I don't need the money. I mean, I do. We all do, really. Um, I don't care if this takes off. If, if I get 50, 60 people listening every week, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know that that's an audience. That's that's uh, it's nothing to shake a stick at, but it's it's better than than some other people. And I'm I'm happy you're walking down this path. You're going on on this great journey with me. And and uh, I'm excited for the future, huh? Here's here's to another ten episodes. How about that? When we when we hit twenty, we might have another uh, retrospective and and see where we're at. And um, no, I'm I'm happy. Hey, you guys know who I am. You know, I'm Nick. I'm the host of this show, Nick's Nerd News. You know where to follow me on Instagram. You know where to follow me on Twitter. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google Play. I'm on Podomatic.com. That's kind of where it's all hosted. There's links to the the iTunes and Google there. You know, I I kind of stopped mentioning Spotify. I'm still waiting. Apparently, that's a very, very, very long process to get on Spotify. Of course, I'll update you as soon as I know. Follow me on Facebook. I, I don't mention Facebook enough there. Uh, you know, I post memes. I post pictures. I'm, I'm going to start posting other stuff. So we'll see what the what the future holds. And, and like I always say, fuck the haters. Live your own damn life, right? Right? Just abide. Just, just live. All right, go with the flow. You can do whatever you want that makes you happy. Don't don't live by other people's words or or expectations. Just that way, if you do that, you won't be happy. Live live your best life by by doing your own thing. That that's how I started this podcast. That's why I talk. You're doing your own thing by listening to me. Right? You could be listening to some fancy famous person, but you're listening to me instead. And I appreciate that. Again, Nick's Nerd News. You know where to find it. I'll chat with you guys next week, huh? How about that? Have a good fucking week. Enjoy Comic-Con if you're going. A lot of big news coming. Check out some movies over the weekend if you can. Enjoy life. Have a good one.